Before we dive into the show, we want to announce that our friends at Studio To Go are having their concierge behind the curtains week this week, January 7th to the 11th, 2019. This is an amazing monthly curriculum package designed for studios and teachers with multiple genres of dance. Keep listening to learn more about Lauren from Studio To Go and their fabulous programs and packages. The ladies at Studio To Go have also graciously offered to include a one-hour consultation and ballerina birthday party package valued at $250 when you sign up to the concierge program with the affiliate link www.clairochecoaching.com forward slash studio to go. This is an amazing offer you will not want to miss out on. Now, let's dive into the show. Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi everyone, my name is Clara Shea and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Today, I have a very special interview lined up for you. Joining me again on the show is the fabulous Lauren Nolan from Studio To Go Dance. We previously interviewed her with her business partner, Leah Matthews, as well as did a group chat with both of them. But today we're going to dive into getting to know Lauren, as well as let you in on their amazing concierge programs, which are available for registrations very soon. But first, here's a little bit more about Lauren. Lauren Nolan is a co-owner and director of programs for Studio To Go, a dance curriculum distributor whose clients span four continents now. And the company also specializes in an online course revolving around the creation of on-site dance education businesses. Mrs. Nolan is the artistic director for Studio Go, an on-site dance studio operated across the southeastern U.S., With over a decade of instructional experience, Lauren currently teaches ballet, tap, jazz, lyrical and creative movement for three different studios to students ranging from 2 to 15 years old. In a professional life, Lauren has enjoyed various roles including dance studio administrator, choreographer, production consultant, model and spokesperson. Her performance background includes the Moscow Ballet of Russia's production of The Nutcracker, Dance Alive of Gainesville, Florida, and Disney World's Thanksgiving Parade in Orlando, Florida. She's even entertained the United States Army. And Lauren also held the title of Miss Georgia's Outstanding Teen 2006 and consequently competed in Miss America's Outstanding Teen, which is the little sister to the Miss America pageant. Lauren also went on to compete in Miss Georgia for six consecutive years and she was named Swimsuit and Interview Winner, Top 15, Top 10, Third Runner-Up and First Runner-Up to Miss Georgia twice. And this past summer, Lauren was an official onstage MC of the Miss Georgia pageant in Columbus, Georgia. Lauren earned her Bachelor of Science degree in Family and Consumer Sciences from the University of Georgia, graduating cum laude. She and her husband, David, reside in Buckhead, Atlanta with their two 10-year-old miniature dashhounds, Ryder and Milo. And you can typically find Lauren with her nose in a book or in a yoga pose. So I can't wait to learn more about Lauren and the amazing programs studio to go has to offer and all about preschool curriculum. So let's dive straight into the show. So welcome to the show, Lauren. It's great to have you back again. Thank you. I cannot believe how much time has passed. I'm so glad that we are circling back. 
<laughs> I know it's very exciting. I love making friends, you know, all over the world that are fellow studio owners. But for me, it's particularly exciting to get to partner with studio to go when you guys share your amazing product, particularly because I use it in my studio as well. So I just want to sing its praises. So today is a little bit about that, but also we're talking about preschool curriculum and the benefits of, you know, creating something for your studio. So with that in mind, can you sort of share a little bit, you know, what you are in charge of with studio to go? And, you know, you mentioned to me that you're in charge of creating the content, but what is your background in, in that arena? Sure. So I have been instructing in the field of dance for just over 10 years. I'm in my 11th season right now. And I started teaching back when I was in college. So I went to the University of Georgia, and that was in the town of Athens, Georgia. So while I was in my very first teaching position, not my very first year, but my very first position with um, that specific studio, I was sort of informally put in charge of the classes six years and younger, which was not something I was expecting. I was obviously very young at the time, but it forced me to get into this mindset early on in my career of developing a program and having a plan as far as my instruction was concerned. When I, when I first started my first year, I was just kind of thrown to the wolves and just kind of figure it out. And of course, um, I made it work. I've learned a lot since then. But from that very first position, I took an interest in what teachers were teaching and actually teaching teachers. So then I moved on to live in Atlanta, got my big girl job. And at that studio, it was a massive studio. I still teach there one night a week, but for a while there, I was traveling a pretty, pretty good ways to get to this particular studio. And it serviced over a thousand students. Holy. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. It was, it's, it's a lot, um, but it is a wonderful, wonderful place. And um, I basically became a quality control manager at that studio. So as you can imagine, the studio that large, mm -hmm. there's an 18 to 20 person staff to be able to staff that facility. And one of the biggest concerns of the owner of that facility was making sure that her, we called them baby classes, which was technically fifth grade and below, but making sure that specifically that group of teachers were on the same page so that when they got to their middle school and high school years, they had been trained the same way. So I, as a quality control manager, that was my first dipping my toes into learning how different people instruct and the values they bring to the, to the table. But that all translated to my current role at Studio Go, which is our mobile dance company. That's an on-site dance business that um, my business partner owns, and I am her artistic director. So all of that basically means I'm in charge of making sure these teachers for us all over the Southeast of the United States are on the same page. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the term quality control. And I know like most studios, well, I would, I say most, but I assume most studios don't have that, you know, thousand student number. So they don't, might not need quality control to that degree, but I definitely think it's something that can be thought about and applied no, no matter what size you have. 
That is 100%. Even if it is just you and one other teacher, there are two brains coming to the table. And while everybody, the, the nice thing about that part of our business at Studio Go, we call it quality assurance, a mm -hmm. um, little bit of a different term, but same concept. The, the whole point of that is not to be something that is penalty-based. We don't just show up to, to classes to observe and to ensure that our classes are being run properly when something's wrong. We do it year-round. And the point of that is because everybody thinks differently. We all bring something wonderful and amazing to the table. So it's my job and my position to take all of those ideas and pull them together into something that's really magical and really helpful to everyone. And I just will ask you a practical question because in my head I have an answer, but I'm just interested to know if you have another take on it as well. So with regards to that quality assurance, like I myself have also tried to organize to, you know, view my teachers in class and move around to our different locations. But teaching myself a couple of nights a week, I have found it tricky to make sure I get to everyone. Is there a way that you make sure that you do that at your studio? Because I know you still teach as well. Yes, I do. I, this is, this is a difficult one. This is hard for everybody. Um, that balance of instructing your own classes and also seeing everyone else. For me, it starts with scheduling. You really have to think about this before you start a school year because I always say, once we're in the middle of the school year, that's not the time to stress or rethink your schedule. That's something that should happen before the schedule is released to parents and students. So what has worked well for me this year is that I have limited my teaching days Personally, this doesn't work for everyone, but for me, I've limited my teaching days to just two days a week. So that gives me more flexibility on my personal schedule to make time to be able to go around and see some of these classes from time to time. Another thing that has really been helpful is that from Leah's perspective, she's my business partner at Studio Two Go and she owns Studio Go. So within Studio Go, which is the on-site dance business, she's really, it's taken her a few years to train some of her admin staff, me being one of them, to be able to help her with quality assurance. So it also has something to do with delegating. Um, she's trained me to be able to go out and see classes. She also has an office manager that could pop in if, if need be, who has a bit of a dance background as well. In fact, an extensive dance, dance background to, to be exact. Um, so it's, it's getting help and also getting your schedule to a good place at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I guess even, so say, you know, some, like you said, not everyone can reduce the amount of hours they teach, but I guess if you look at for, at the start of the year and go, you know, I, we need to make sure that we're visiting each class in the first six months or the first term, however you want to do it. And then I guess you just have to know in advance that you need to organize relief teachers to cover your classes on, you know, a sort of a spread out way so that your students aren't getting you know, not neglected, it's not the right word, I guess, but you know, they're not being constantly with relief teachers and things. Absolutely. You don't, you don't want it to affect their instruction either, but that's another great idea, getting substitutes here and there so that you can strategically 
go around. But keep in mind, if you do send a different individual on your staff in to observe a class, there's also ways that that person can kind of be, a, uh, I don't mean a spy in a negative way, but they <laughs> you, um, meaning you can all, you can just tell one of your staff members, hey, I just want you to go in there and take notes. It's not your brain and they're seeing everything, but it is still information gathering that will be helpful. You can just tell this individual, whether it be your office manager, your assistant, whoever, you know, oh, you don't, you don't need to interact with the teacher or the students. You just need to be in there taking a few notes so that I can look over everything that went down. They can give you a time frame of how long activities took and you can get a little bit of an idea. So that's just another, another thought about mm. another approach that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And like you said, it's, you know, you, you, you're using the word spy as like a, you know, a funny, a funny little sure. joke, but um, yeah, but it, it's just, like you said, information gathering to, to help them as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's helpful to the child, the teacher, and you. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, before I move on to asking a couple more questions, if, if someone has not heard of studio to go before, can you just give me a little bit of an overview of what your, your business is that you and Leah own together? Absolutely. That's probably a great idea for someone who has never heard my story before. I start throwing all these studio goes around and it gets a little <laughs> confusing sometimes. So yes, let's break it down together. So Studio Go is the company that Leah hired me on several, several years ago to begin teaching with her. And my eyes were just really opened to preschool instruction specifically. I have always taught many different ages, but at Studio Go, we go into schools and locations around like recreational centers or church preschools, even public schools, and we teach to a specific age of kids. Our bread and butter is the preschooler from age three to five. We do have some outliers up to elementary ages, but Upon becoming Leah's teacher, she hired me on as her artistic director. I began helping her develop a program so that all of our teachers would be on the same page. And not long after we implemented that, our business grew by 40%. We opened into four different markets in, across the Southeast, and we just started realizing, okay, the program had a lot to do with this. The parents love it. They ask for our program at their schools. Word of mouth was just exploding in every direction. And somebody within our office staff came to us and said, hey, why are you guys not selling this to other studios across the world? And we sat down and realized, I don't know why we're not doing that. So that's how Studio Two Go was born with the mindset that teachers could grab their content to go and they would not have to lesson plan as much. In fact, they wouldn't have to lesson plan at all. And here we are. So studio Two go is a subscription based company. That's really our main focus of business and folks like you just wonderful, sweet people that we've met all over the world. Um, log in, every single month and receive new content from us online. We provide video links to our choreography. We provide lesson plans and 
a character development aspect of our curriculum. So all of our playlists and our music and the topics that we're talking about with our kids revolve around making them better people. And outside of the subscription, we also have an a la carte option where folks can just come in and purchase a dance or a rhythm activity or a prop like I'm creating a set of ribbons for um, someone who just purchased that from our website, for instance. So we just we want to equip preschool dance teachers in studios or um, wherever they may be to take care of their dance needs. Amazing. And when we first met, you know, you had obviously the main uh, concierge program, which you mentioned, which is the subscription model where they get the lesson plans and the videos and you do like little coloring in sheets and there's, there's a lot, but since you guys have started, has any, have you made any tweaks or is there anything like new or different or anything that you've updated to really make sure that it is like the best program. It already is the best program in my opinion, <laughs> that it's the best version that it can be of itself. Like what, what have you noticed as being little changes with possibly? Well, we are very big on feedback at studio to go. And at this point we have now had two rounds of subscribers to work with. And what I mean by rounds, this is probably a good point to make. We only open our curtains for enrollment twice a year. So that typically happens, it's, it's historically happened in January and July. And of course, our next open enrollment is going to be in January. So that basically means that we, when we open those curtains, new subscribers join in and they are automatically included in our Facebook group. That is a private group. And on that private group, that's where we really love to hear feedback from our instructors that are all over the place out there. So we have two specific areas that come to mind when you ask that question, where we have taken feedback and we have changed, but tweaked a little bit here and there. The first thing is sharing links with their teachers. So let's say, for instance, you are a studio owner and let's say you have five instructors that you are purchasing this content for. We do allow you to share that content with your instructors. Obviously, it stops there. <laughs> you can't share it with everybody out there. Um, definitely illegal to share it online with just the world, but with your staff and with the people that you are responsible for, absolutely. So some of the feedback that we received was that hosting our videos solely on the online portal, the membership page, that really wasn't working because the best way for a studio owner to share that with their teachers was just to provide the login info, which I'm sure several people were uncomfortable with and it made total sense to us. So we provided some um, links on the page where our studio owners can just highlight, copy, send them in an email, and that gives you another layer of control for what's going on in your classes because let's let's all admit right here, we're, everything we create is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So let's say, for instance, in April's content, there is a, a piece that an instructor or a studio owner just doesn't really love very much. We try to make sure that that's not the case. Or let's say that it covers some steps that she's not ready for her student, students to learn just yet. 
she doesn't have to share that specific link with her teacher. She can save it for another time when she wants to circle back and when she does want to use it. Or let's say she sees another piece that she says, oh, I want to use that for our recital. Let's not use that just yet. She can hang on to that link and kind of control what's happening. So that's one area, but I have another one as well. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. We have parent newsletters that we also provide our studio owners and subscribers. And I know that's very, very helpful because it helps you guys speak to your parents about what it is that their child is learning in class. And originally we were providing these with an image in the background an image that we have rights to, whether it be a ballerina's little first position or somebody's arabesque. And someone asked, hey, is there a way that we can include photos of our own students on these? Is this customizable? So while I cannot share my graphic design program with everybody to make it 100% customizable, what I was able to do is to provide a newsletter that is on a white background and then instructors or studio owners can print that on their own letterhead or with their own photo on say the back side there's there's a little bit more freedom there so I provide two newsletters with the same info every month now yeah and I would say yeah there's just little things like that that I've noticed with you guys it's just sort of like you know every well not everyone but there's people in the group like you know I love this element but you know it's not working for me this way is it possible for, for this and you know sometimes it's not possible but most of the times you guys are like okay what about this option and I just love that like you said that that Facebook group there's obviously a lot of info sharing and a lot of you know amazing content and all of that that goes on there but also that you actually just get to speak to you and you you provide ideas and suggestions and solutions all the time which is really awesome Thank you. We do pride ourselves in being solution-oriented folks, and Leah and I always joke, we say that giving advice is in our blood, so (laughs) we've just found a way to make money on that, (laughs) which is nice, but we've always been those folks that people come to for advice in our lives, and now we just find ourselves in a position that that's actually our job, so it's, it's really fun. We love it. And I will say as well, like you mentioned, like um, if someone, you know, wasn't up to a certain step or they didn't particularly like a certain thing, which seems odd to me. But um, for me in Australia, being in a different, you know, sort of weather situation than you guys, sometimes you will have, you know, um, you know, summer holiday vacation and it's like, it's my winter, but right. what how you've done it is that it's really great. Cause then I just save it and I just put it in that folder and I will then use it in November or December and kind of just wriggle things around a little bit. But I would say like 95% of your themes are more like you said about like the person or like a, a life skill versus like the weather or, uh, you know, a particular holiday. Like for instance, when you guys have Thanksgiving, you don't say like, Oh, it's all about Thanksgiving, but you do say it's about like, you know, appreciating others and sort of using more general terms that we should, in my opinion, be do all doing anyway. So it, yeah. it's, it's great for, you know, different cultures and all different countries. I don't, you don't have to be exclusively in America for it to work. Absolutely not. And that's definitely another, a third area that I would say we have shifted a little bit from when we first got started 
it's been amazing to us the response that we have gotten in terms of subscribers that are on the other side of the world. That has been something that's been exciting and thrilling that we hoped for, but we didn't necessarily expect. So that's something that we've shifted a little bit as well, especially moving into our second year of content. We are not going to just starting this January, give everyone the same exact content that we gave last January. That would never work. So this new round that we have created, we're very excited about the 10 topics that we have come up with moving forward into the, into the next year. Um, and more of these are focused for studios that could be on the opposite side of the world than us. So that's another consideration that we have handled that we're really excited about. Yeah, absolutely. And like, again, it really, it's not a major concern or it wasn't never an issue for me, but I do know that there was a couple of people I think who were like, Oh no, like it, it mentioned yeah. summer and it's not summer here. And I was like, that's okay. Just use another month. Like there's a heap yeah. on there that you can use. And sometimes I find like, I know you guys do a new one every month, but some of my times my kids are just still loving it and I might want to keep going for another week or two. And so I do have like one or two in the bank, if that makes sense. Oh, that's wonderful. And we, one of our big pillars of our classes that we try to instill in our community that we communicate with is that repetition is a big deal for this age group. So if something is working and you know that they are happy and they are getting great instruction, hang on to it, hang on to it tight. So yeah, definitely support it. This ends the first part of our interview with Lauren Nolan. Stay tuned for part two, which will be posted on Wednesday, January 9th, and part three on Friday the 11th. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.